Batching, examples from a writer's perspective. The inspiration for this post came while writing this month's content. A new blog post and podcast episode appears every week. You might think it means I write one article each week, but that's not so. Let's take a closer look at batching. A previous blog post looked at the time management technique that we call batching. In this blog post, you'll see a link to it. It refers to handling a bunch of similar tasks together, such as preparing the ingredients for a batch of cookies instead of rolling out the dough for just one. This episode gives a behind-the-scenes look at how I use batching to produce the content for the entire month and do it all in just a couple of days. First, ideas are ongoing. Ideas arrive at the most unpredictable moments and in the most unpredictable settings. Having a memo pad to trap them and a spreadsheet on which to organize them keeps good ideas from being forgotten. When it comes to the creation process, the titles come first. The reality of today's world is that people make decisions on what to read and what to skip largely because of the title. My first step is to flesh out titles for the entire month of content. Numerous sources talk about the use of power or emotional words in a title. The number of words plays a part. How-to articles and titles that contain numbers, such as three reasons why, for example, tend to attract attention. So for a few minutes, I'm concentrating on titles for the month's post and nothing else. I have a little tool that guides me as far as length of titles and the use of those power or emotional words. So I'm hammering out all of those titles at one time, meaning I only have to go to that tool one time a month. Next, we write. I compose the blog post at the keyboard. Now, many people have to do it on pencil and paper and then key it in. For me, it's simply easier to write and edit at the keyboard. Before leaving a post, I paste it into a little tool called Hemingway App and start tackling the suggestions that that tool makes. The next step is to proofread with a little free extension called Read Aloud. Now, both of these tools that I have just mentioned are talked about in the body of the blog post. There's a link to them, so you'll want to take a look at that. At this point, I write the short descriptions people see when the post comes up in a Google search. When I finish one post, I start writing the text for the next one. The next step is to prepare the newspaper columns. The blog that appears each Tuesday also appears as a column in the Daily Home on Wednesday but the posts always need modifications to fit the space allocated. Hyperlinks from the blog must be turned into shortened links pasted into the text of the newspaper article. This batch is complete when the four to five blog posts for the coming month have all been rewritten as newspaper articles. I print the set and my wife proofreads. Next comes the featured image for each post. The featured image is the picture that you see at the very top of every blog post. It's also the one that's automatically pulled onto my website's homepage. You'll notice anytime you go to my website and scroll down on the homepage, you see clickable images for the last four blog posts. The WordPress theme automatically handles that job. 
Pixabay is a great source of photos. It's located at pixabay.com. You put what you're looking for in the search window. It's not only free, but there are no copyright or Creative Commons restrictions. I go there one time and select an image for each of the four to five blog posts for the coming month in one batch. If a, po if a blog post will include other images, I find or create those as well. You see, I'm going to Pixabay once to find and download all of the pictures I need for the month instead of going back there for each individual post. This batching idea with the pictures gets even better. The set then goes into PowerPoint, where each picture gets the title of the blog post superimposed. All of the images then go into Optimazilla. There, the site compresses the file size. You'll find a link to that site in the blog post. I then drag the entire collection into my website's media library, where they'll be attached to the appropriate post. Handling all of the images for the post and sending the entire set through those stages saves considerable time, overdoing them one at a time. It also minimizes the chances for skipping a step. Next, I record the audio, like what you're hearing right now. Podcasting is popular because people can listen while doing other things. So I haul out the microphone one time. I open Audacity one time, and I record the audio version of the text using Audacity. With the microphone set up and Audacity open, I record those sessions back to back. Next, I edit. You see, during the recording phase, I don't worry too much about mistakes. Audacity continues to run, and I continue to talk. During the editing phase, Tools in Audacity let me remove pauses and the do-overs. I use a pre-recorded snippet of music and add it to the beginning of each of the podcasts as an introduction. And I add another snippet at the end. I adjust volumes. And when all of it sounds good, it's time to export the finished product as an MP3 file. After editing one episode, I just go and repeat the process with the others. Next, I take all of those episodes and upload them. I use anchor.fm to host the podcast. I log in once and upload all of the recordings for the month at one time. It's also the time that I copy and paste the short description of each episode into the notes there for that podcast. Next, we celebrate. Looking back over just a couple of days, Four or five ideas have become finished pieces of content for a blog, newspaper column, and podcast. Each piece of writing underwent many steps. Batching allowed me to concentrate on one part of the process at a time and handle that one step for all of the posts. Whether I was writing, recording, editing, or working with photos, I could give my full attention to a single part of the process. Blog, newspaper, and podcast creation is now done for the month. I can now turn my full attention to another project. Focused or fragmented, it's your choice. Our days can easily become filled with small, unrelated tasks. Our time is spent switching from one thing to another, and soon the day is gone with little to show for it. The point of this post is to demonstrate there's a better way, an easier way. You've seen an example involving writing with all the small steps that happened with each piece of content. We gathered related items 
and handle them in one batch. That's the secret. Focus on that batch. Yes, other things will accumulate. The phone will ring, and you can let it go to voicemail. Later, handle the voice messages in one batch. Emails will roll in. Ignore it. Later in the day, batch it. Go from top to bottom until the inbox is empty. Real progress happens only through focus, and batching is the technique that allows focus to happen. Now it's your turn. Look at what's fragmenting your days. How could you use batching to turn fragmentation into focus? And that's batching from a writer's perspective. I bet you do something like that in your line of work or with a hobby. If so, I invite you to come over to the blog post and let me know in the comments. If you're liking what you're hearing, would you like to work with me? I do keynotes and breakout sessions for conferences, work with organizations on site, and do one-on-one coaching at your desk or via video conference. You'll see all of that information on my website at frankbuck.org. Until next time, this has been Frank Buck. Thanks for listening. Now go and have the time of your life.